0: Okay. So we didn't think who's going to start. We didn't talk about that. No, we didn't talk about that. We sort of talked about it for the actual show. Yeah, yeah. How about I start? Yeah, you start. I'll give it a start. Um, okay. How about this? Hello, John. You <laughs> <laughs> we weren't ready for that. Were I wasn't you? ready. No. no. I,
1: I thought you were going to be directing him hello to the listener, and that's why oh, I got yeah, I got because yeah. it was to me, and that was really
0: sweet. Well, they're not here, are you? You're not of here, they're listeners. Here. They're always here. Uh, I guess not. That's the rule of podcasting.
1: The listener is always present. Okay, all right. Well, I'll try it again. I'll
0: try it again. It's Ben McKenzie here. I'm Joe Richards, and this is the first ever Splendid Chaps podcast.
1: It's almost like the, the, like the pre-podcast, isn't it? This is episode zero. It's a prequel.
0: It's a prequel. It's like the it's like the unaired pilot. It's like a webisode. It's only on the internet. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is only on the internet, which yeah. is normal for most podcasts, but not for ours. Not for us,
1: No, no. So tell us, tell us, Ben. Let's start, just just let's get it out of the way. What is Splendid Chaps well, and why?
0: It's it's a celebration of the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. <laughs> Uh, which is going to be enacted by doing a live discussion in sort of panel style uh, and recorded in front of a live audience of fans, well presumably fans, we might get some haters along, I don't know, uh, discussing each Doctor. So it's going to be one a month for 11 months from January through to November when the actual 50th anniversary happens. And uh, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to talk about not just each era of the show but also some topics about Doctor Who that don't often get talked
1: about so yeah so each episode has a focus on a doctor and then a larger theme for the show that's right yeah so for example our first show is is uh, the first doctor as i say because i'm very old school or one as you say as what? a kind of hip modern fan. well
0: i only say it because i'm down with the kids uh but i'm old school enough that i would i always used to say for, i still i still do say first doctor but there's something pleasingly immediate and short about... oh look we have drinks oh wow Look, it's would, juice. We, we
1: should probably also mention talking about live events. We're actually at Petty Farthing Cafe in Northgate because uh, I, I'm a terrible, terrible hipster, and I'm an aging hipster—the worst of all the hipsters. Yes, and
0: we and we came to this place, John, because it's much closer to your house than mine. It is so close to my I house. It's to ride we, up a mountain to get here. If we
1: climbed that fence, we'd be in my house.
0: <laughs> really? Please don't do that, listener. No, don't do that because you don't know which fence. fence and you don't know which house. <laughs> You might surprise someone who you didn't want to surprise. But we thought we'd
1: come here and, and have some drinks and discuss the project, and also see what happens with really bad sound quality.
0: Oh, I have more coffee. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. There we go. There's coffee. Say hi, from... <laughs> hi from. What's what's your name? Katie. Katie from uh, Penny Farthing says hi to all the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know who you are, but you're all lovely people, I'm sure, because you like Doctor Who, and Doctor Who's all about imagination and loveliness and fun.
1: Well, that, that was my next question, Ben. So, why why do you think Doctor Who deserves a 12 month discussion podcast event that looks into? I was going to say, authority was our our subject for the yeah. first episode. So, we're looking at the notion of authority, both. In Doctor Who, the Doctor has an authority figure, also the BBC at the time, because Alexandra Tynan, who was the original designer of the Cybermen, will be yeah. joining us. Very exciting. To talk about, basically, how, how Mad Men was it? That's the question I've got. Was it really Mad Men, or just a bit Mad Men?
0: Yeah. Did you have to wear those dresses? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm quite excited to hear about that. Well, I think, for me, obviously, the reason that I'm into it is because I love the program, um... And I don't remember a time in my life when I wasn't watching it, you know. I've been watching it since, well, since I can remember watching anything uh, on TV. And uh, I, I think, though, the reason that we c- it can support this kind of thing where we do talk about it for the best part of a year and talk about lots of different topics is that it has been around for so long and there's so much of it. And also, there's not been made by the same people. It's been a lot of different things at different times. Actually, is, that,
1: that's something I always think, that it's this huge text which is... Oh, God, that sounds so pretentious. I, I do apologise. It, but it's this enormous text that... It also... It's, it's unfolding and changing all the time, which is really interesting, and it's endlessly reflecting the time it's made in yes in really fascinating ways. And then, like you're saying, especially in Australia, where we've been watching this forever. I grew up in country WA, and, I, again, um, we only had two channels... ABC and one other. That's why country people know so much about opera simulcasts. And I do not remember a time when Doctor Who was not on. Especially for Australian listeners who all remember, the ABC used to play it four nights a week or five nights a week, most of the year. Yeah. And I grew up with, with the third, fourth, and fifth Doctors all being the current Doctor. You know, they were kind of always the ones on air. But even things like you know, the way that the 70s reflected a lot of the, the paranoias and interests of... England, the way that um, you could even argue that, that the, the Peter Davison's era actually, by shying away from a lot of that stuff, reflected what was going on. It was almost like an escape from politics in yeah. that period. And I don't know, so I mean, there's always interesting things about this show because it isn't just one show. It's so many shows yeah. that happen to be made one after
0: the other. Yeah, and in, in fact, it's a fairly arbitrary distinction to break it up by Doctor. Yeah. It's why the, I mean, if you've read the About Time books they're broken up into different volumes but mm. it's not strictly along the lines of which doctor was on at the time because it was more about who was making it and what kind of show they were making so that sort of whole 80s period is basically one volume because uh, it's basically all one, one program
1: show. and Tom Baker's era is effectively i think three different yeah shows and I really like the first and the third and yeah. I'm not that much a fan of the We agree on this, yeah. yeah.
0: And I think that the middle period it's interesting because that makes him a bit like the Beatles of Doctor Who because he's got these three periods and mm-hmm. a lot of people only like one or two of them out of the three. Um, for the record, I like all periods of the Beatles but uh, with Tom Baker, yeah, I agree. I like the early stuff, I like the later stuff and they, and they are very different. They've got a very different feel and it's all about who's producing the show, it's about who's writing the show, who's editing the scripts um, yeah, so I'm really interested to talk about a lot of that stuff. And did it, you
1: just controversially come out in favour of the Beatles? Is that what you did? Yeah, I did. Shockingly. Yeah.
0: Controversially like all of the Beatles. <laughs> Even some of their covers I like. So
1: I was going to say, it's interesting because it is these different texts. If we look at authority or if we look at the notion of evil, as we will be in a future program, if we look at yeah. sexuality, which is going to be coming up yeah, much yeah. later in the year, yeah. the, uh, these are such... Different shows. It's almost like we're comparing a whole bunch of shows, you know, historically over mm. over this period to look at what they represented about television and society and yeah stuff.
0: And it's the same. And yet, it's the same basic idea of this adventure in time and space. But it, having said that, even the basic idea of what the show is about changes radically mm. over the years, which is why I think I think it's why it's lasted so long. Is that it's just it's did many things to many people, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm excited But you know There's other things I've got to be excited about Yeah, um, yeah. One of them Is I brought some things <laughs> You brought props Yeah I brought props Okay okay. So I, I thought I got a bit excited I carry this one With me everywhere yeah. Everyone knows Everyone knows How's that That's the new one that's, uh, that's the new one I've got the old one.
1: Oh, Oh you've got the Pertwee one Yeah you can hang on. You can hang on to Oh because I am Such an old school boy I've got the um, I've got the Tom Baker one yeah. Which I like to use To scare the cat <laughs>
0: Yeah, the Tom Baker one, the Percy one, basically indistinguishable except well, for colors.
1: Well, one has got that weird in the story. Hypno Ray thing on it yeah. for All some Yeah, hail reason. the Hypno Driver. We're talking about sonic <laughs>
0: screwdrivers of course in case there's anyone not looking but I also I us this to <gasps> make a, notes in. It's a 500 year diary it is, and it's completely blank. So is this an authentic write... piece of uh, it's merchandise? A, it's, a, it's official. I don't know, it's not necessarily authentic. Like, you know, it's not real <laughs> it's not, leather. That's not the one from the show. No. no,
1: but I mean it's not one of the um the knockoffs that one might find No, in, no, this in... is
0: this is officially licensed merchandise. It's it's got the BBC and uh, old school... It's got that Pertwee slash McGann logo yeah, yeah, yeah. on it. I had, a, I, I had a... I don't know if you saw this. Um, for our upcoming show, we've got our first musical guest, Geraldine Quinn, who's going to perform her song, Doctor Who's Assistant. Oh, because we didn't mention
1: that there's a musical guest every episode as yeah, well. musical it, or it's, comedy. It's like a Tonight it. Show, effectively. I, it That's is. What we're, doing, we're doing like an intellectual Tonight Show about Doctor Who. Yeah. And I hope the two dozen of you will really join us. Yeah, Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> does that mean we should have each guest on one at a time? Well, we do.
1: We do bring them out. Well, for the first one, we're going to bring them out one at a time. And, at a time and then yeah. they get to stay on the couch. I know mean, oh, there's no couch, I, I don't think. but We could maybe organise one. Yeah, we should have a couch. We can organise We should one. have them all behind the couch. Each guest comes that's out behind a, the couch. That's great. And the audience just looks at a couch for like the
0: two hours. I like how we're doing our brainstorming that we should be doing <laughs> in our own time on a recording. is it cool? For the audience, it's good. No, but I've got a 500. That's for us making notes. Yep. But these are the special ones. This, very good. This is one of these for you and one of these for me. Mm. I know which way round. Oh. I think I, I think they're going to go. They're on. boxed. They are boxed. So you, you open this. We're one. still
1: in the packaging.
0: So basically, what happened while John's opening that is that uh, they had a big sale on Think Geek, and um, I went great. I can buy some stuff, and much of the stuff that I bought was was Doctor Who related. You can claim it off tax. I can. I can make that crap joke that crap comedians always make, which is that they bring something ludicrous on stage, play with it for four seconds, and then go, great, now it's a tax deduction. Yay. Yeah, I was, in a, I was in a show in Adelaide many years ago at the Fringe Festival, and it was Daniel Kitson, and he was in there's a cinema in the middle of uh, Rundle Street, uh, which they use as a, a venue during the day, and he was in one cinema, and in the next door one, someone was doing that joke with a drum, really loudly and it came bled through the wall so he had to put a joke in his set about how the other comedian was doing this oh, crap joke Nice. nice yeah.
1: I got to claim my entire Japanese trip uh, off tax a year or two ago did you? because I did so many geeky things that weren't in, intended for anything but apparently you know, as a writer of geeky things if I just do geeky things in my own time that counts as research so... I don't do anything else I know it's awesome I All was right, going to maybe. talk about that whether we should the hang here I do I do got, oh right? okay so it's a mug it is a mug it's a unit it's an official unit mug,
0: unit mug. which right.
1: you've got to say for a top secret organisation they did put their logo on an awful lot of things yeah
0: they had a big sign <laughs> out the front of unit <laughs> as well and <laughs> they had
1: vans and yeah unit keep out <laughs> we're top secret don't um, talk about us oh. this
0: one is also a mug but this one uh, has the seal of Rassilon or the seal of Voga depending on how <laughs> how pedantic you want to be um, and then it says, the Council of the Timelines. I like
1: to think that if you were working in admin on Gallifrey, that's what you'd have on your desk. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. if, if you are doing the timesheets.
0: You'd be fiddling <laughs> with the time scoop controls <laughs> and drinking... Orange tea, because it would be orange, right? Can you imagine orange.
1: if you were Cheryl working in Gallifrey in admin and, like, just you know, you regenerate hundreds and hundreds of years of just working in admin, you know, when it's like, oh god, not even death will get me out of this.
0: No, but see, I reckon, see, this is an interesting thing. I think, I think the culture of Time Lords would be a bit more like modern culture now, where people don't keep the same job all their lives, because every time you regenerate, you'd be suddenly, oh, well, I'm not into this anymore. Oh, like, cause cause Cheryl I, used
1: to be into admin because she had the admin skills,
0: but yeah, now, but then she regenerated it, and she was like, oh, I want to be an actress yeah no that's an excellent or point. I want to I want to be a fighter pilot although judging
1: from what we ever saw of Gallifrey it was entirely middle management and running coffee shops
0: yeah they're um, like really old do school coffee exciting. shops
1: not even cafes like the one we're currently in like you know genuine kind of like what's my mum she used to go to in the 70s in it Bunbury was, yeah right yeah
0: wow. <laughs> well, there didn't seem to be a lot of political intrigue either unless someone came in from outside and no one was supposed to do that because no one was supposed to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the one rule that they had. You can't go I mean, would you have got really bored. into old men. I just think that would be awful.
1: Raslan, like, oh, I'm an old man again. Not Rassilon, so I don't mean Raslan, do I? You,
0: you might. Oh, do I? No, you mean Barusa. I mean Baruso, that's yeah. what I mean. Full. Yeah. There'll be angry then emails already on, about well, this then Later on, he, he regenerates into James Bond. Yeah. He does quite well. That was awkward. Yeah.
1: Hey, should we? Uh, I was going to ask before. You now we're looking at, at, at our, our geek bona fides. Should we be yeah. being telling people why we're why we're doing this? Who we are? Because we probably won't mention it in the actual show. No, itself. we
0: won't. We we'll just we won't have time. No, we, we want to talk to the guests that we've brought along. Yeah. and get on with the topic. Should we justify our, our geekdom? Are sure. You, why don't you? You can go first. Though. Well,
1: I, I'm I'm a professional geek now. <laughs> yeah. I I wrote, uh, cre- co-created, and wrote a uh, sitcom about geeks uh, so outland the well, the abc series tell me series. more about this sitcom um, john it, it is the highest rating gay science fiction fandom sitcom ever in the history of the abc Don't uh, tell. i worked out the other day compare you compare all of them we got the highest ratings that of that of that subgenre uh, and um, yeah so that that's i actually wrote a monologue about a doctor who episode into the middle of something that aired and Prime time on the ABC. It's pretty great. Uh, and then contacted Tom McRae, the guy I'd written about, to go, "Hey, I did this. I hope it didn't offend you. Here's a clip." <laughs> so, uh, yeah. What did What did Tom McRae say? Well, I think he was charmed. I think you would be. wouldn't you? Like if someone uh, halfway around the world said, "Hey, I wrote this sitcom, and at one point a character spends a whole minute discussing one of your works," I think you'd be. You know, it's about the heteronormative subtext of modern Doctor Who, but I, I yes. think that still counts.
0: Well, that we something that we will talk about.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I do that. I also do um, a podcast called Box Cutters, where we talk about television, um, and yeah, just been a nerd my entire life.
0: Really, yeah. and you, you. Well, I also have been a nerd my entire yeah. life. Um, I made a TV show about being a nerd called Planet Nerd for Channel Thirty One. So I think five thousand people ever saw it. Uh, but they were very nice 5,000 people. Yeah, people nicest. seemed to like it. I liked it so they repeated that show a lot, uh, which was awkward because a lot of the things that we recorded for it were slightly topical, uh, at least about things that happened at the time. Um, and Channel 31 doesn't just repeat anything. No. You know, no they, they won't just repeat. A- Once they've got a, a decent, half-decent piece of content, they won't just reuse it 50 times. <laughs> um, I do now, no. but that got, it actually got aired in New Zealand and a few other places, That's so cool. it did okay for a Channel 31 program, yeah. uh, and I, I also am a professional nerd, I do mm-hmm. comedy about nerd stuff, um, I've written jokes about Doctor Who, I haven't written a whole show about Doctor Who. Have you, not done, have you done a um, uh, dungeon crawl? I Doctor have. Who? Uh, no, you know, I've thought about that. So Dungeon Crawl, it's an impro show based loosely on Dungeons & Dragons. We take people on an adventure and we have done lots of different themed ones. We've done a Star Trek one. I, I'm, I'm t- toying with the idea. We might do one in November, uh-huh. but the thing is that I don't know that Doctor Who really quite fits the format because you don't, you don't want to... I mean, it kind of fits the format if you do modern Doctor Who because you do sort of, oh, there's a dude, let's fight him. I'll zap in with my screwdriver yeah. but, but you know then do you make one of the players the doctor and three of the other players companions, companions or do yeah, you make them all a team of Torchwood agents or awkward. something I mean that's what you do you could
1: make one a villain and then just poorly explain what they're doing and why
0: yeah that would work yow yeah <laughs> <laughs> someone's watched the recent <laughs> Christmas special yeah I'm Seriously, listener, if you
1: know, if, if it really email me, explain me the plot from the point of view of Richard E. Grant. That's all I want to know. Just a timeline from Richard E. Grant character's point of view. What the
0: hell happened? That's that's. I've nearly worked it out now. I think. I'd like to see a fan edit of it that takes out the first 10, 15 minutes of. Isn't the Doctor great? Why isn't he doing things? Actually, it was interesting that. because moping around. That's like
1: the third time they've tried to do the whole Doctor quits being the Doctor kind of thing. And it never works. It because was dull in the first instance. Well, no, no, but the problem is you can't... It's like the same with... You can't kill the Doctor, to Any story which is like, oh, my God, the Doctor really is dead this time. We know he isn't. You yeah. know, we know he's not going to give up. Yeah, we know there's more episodes the coming. Exactly.
0: So, yeah, why does it have to be... Why don't you just get on with it? I yeah. think that was my reaction.
1: Yeah. This is why Psycho is so good. Because they set... The hero up in Psycho. They go, "Here's Janet Lee. She's the star of the film. Here's this whole storyline involving this embezzled cash and this guy that's following her, and then they kill her." Spoiler. And the fact that yeah. she actually is genuinely dead then unnerves you so much for the rest of the story because anything can happen yeah. in that film. So yeah, I always and that's wish- why Doctor Who should kill Janet Lee. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I should kill Janet Lee. I see. I always, I always liked the original idea for the first episode of Red Dwarf. Which was that it was going to happen more or less as scripted, but they were going to get all these really famous people to play all like the captain and the navigation oh, officer, and yeah. then kill them all off halfway through. That and they'll awesome. be like, "Oh, we thought they were going to be the protagonists." Yeah, nope, nope.
1: Well, it's weird that we've come to that point now. I think with TV making that we can spot that as well. Yeah, because was it um, stunt casting? What was what was the the English one that wasn't very good about the uh, far future off planet? outpost that had lost communication. I know the one
0: you mean. Um, It was called Outcasts. Outcasts. Outcasts, Is that? Yeah. David David Ashton
1: from from Sample and Hold Studios who's who's making all this happen for you. Mm. Uh, And that had... Um, Thingy Bamber from, from Battlestar Galactica in the first episode that's right but clearly there I thought to be canon Fodder like, because we knew he wasn't an ongoing character it felt like he wasn't in the
0: credits that was the yeah, problem yeah actually
1: not in the credits if is you don't put someone
0: in the credits although I love that you know all that, one of the things I used to love was all those program guides that came out and it started the craze started for me with um, the discontinuity guide by is it Paul Cornell wrote that I think, I I think, think it was one Paul, of three wasn't he and Paul Cornell and someone else yeah. possibly two other people I've forgotten but he, they wrote that and uh, they had like these cheeky little captions about you know great bits of dialogue crap bits of dialogue for every TV story and that like, came out sort of in the early 90s so it was everything up to Sylvester McCoy and it was great and, and then they you know lots of other people wrote similar ones one of my favourite ones was the X-Files one because it had a bit where it's like don't be in the teaser because in that first like 30 seconds of X-Files episode someone always gets killed yeah yeah. we kind of have that now in Doctor Who actually because now we have teasers before the start Mm -hmm. often someone does die or something awful happens to them
1: I miss the Peter Davison era where they just talk about what happened in the last episode (laughs)
0: yeah and polish bits of the (laughs) tartars yeah I can't believe it you know I, I have a real soft spot for that and I think it's It's possibly because... No, I'm mocking it because I do too. I I (laughs) genuinely love that No, I do. I I think it was nice for it to be more contemplative. And that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we talked about it being a different show at different times. Back then you had, you know, two hours stretched over four weeks Mm -hmm. to tell a story. Now you've got 45 minutes and it's got to be go, 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 pace, pace, pace. Mm -hmm. So that that is a very basic but huge difference between the programs yeah. and as many people have written about well before us and this is, I'm saying it now because it's the kind of thing that I don't want us to talk about because one of the things that I want us to do with Splendid Chaps is to talk about things that haven't been talked about a lot about Doctor Who which is why I think authority is a great theme, I think evil is a great theme mm-hmm. um, when we talk about comedy when we get to the Tom Baker era I think it's going to be a really good theme and so those are things that have been touched on but not really talked about not by, you know, sort of experts in the field, so to speak. So I think those things are going to be really interesting. But um, what I was going to say is that a lot of people have talked about the fact that modern Doctor Who owes a lot to things like Buffy. You know, it's got that Mm -hmm. series arc. It's got a very traditional, for modern television, uh, focus on the characters more than the plot. Yes. Um, And it's, uh, which is interesting. And when when it's great, there is also an interesting plot. But... It's, yeah, it's become very much about the characters, which is, which it never really was. No, no. The do- Doctor was always very interesting. I mean, that's why I loved him as a character. But partly is because he was this weird slate, so you didn't really know anything about him. You didn't know what he was going to do because he was this. He just, he, yeah, he didn't have a personality that was fixed in the same way that a a normal character would. Well, it's funny
1: too, the old school Doctor Who, like when a companion left, they were gone forever because that's just how television worked apart from anything else at the time. Yeah. Modern Doctor Who, you end up with that problem that you go, well, why doesn't he go back and see these people? They're his friends. He can go and see them whenever he wants. And it's just, that, that has become, I think, a bit of a, a an issue with the new Doctor Who oh, trying to milestone. explain... Well, I think it is. I Yeah, because I yeah, they kind of have to explain why he doesn't go back and see Rose all the time or why he doesn't go back and and see Donna. Like they've, yeah. they've got to come up with reasons why he can't because otherwise it's,
0: it's awkward. I think... I, oh, I was going to say something cruel then. I was going to say it's interesting they never really came up with a reason for that for Martha. No, I uh, think that's no, just because nobody really wants to see her I feel again. sorry
1: for Freema. I think she uh, was handed a, a very poor character uh, to... You know what? It's
0: Yeah, I, this is something we'll talk about with other characters too is that... Again, part of the nature of Doctor Who is it's written by all these different people. It's not written by the same people. It's not even script edited by the same people. I mean, now, in the modern show, you do have that sort of strong hand of the showrunner in in Moffat and before him, Davies. But um, previously, you just, you know, people could write whatever. Like, Sarah Jane starts out as a brilliant character when she first appears. And then for most of the rest of the time she's on the show, it's just rubbish. Leela,
1: again, starts off as this amazingly interesting developed character with all these things about... uh, possible psychic ability versus just Hunter's instincts and then mm. after about three or four stories that like, she just again becomes sort of much more generic yeah. companion.
0: And it's all about whether the person writing wrote with that character in mind, whether they they liked or were interested in the hooks that the character presented mm-hmm. and a lot of them were not. They were just like, no I've got a story idea, let's put them in it um, and I think that was the problem with Martha. I think she's great in that first episode. She really does come across as an intelligent woman who's studying to be a doctor. And then for most of the rest of the series, she's okay in the Shakespeare one as well. But then after that, she's rubbish. She just runs around, fawning around. And, And also, we just had... We just had this whole big companion Doctor Love story thing and then they just did it again.
1: But anyway, that's all the that come in the
0: future. That's many months down. So we Because
1: we could obviously go on forever. But um, next time you see us we'll be using these mugs yeah, rather than just holding happy them in with their the packaging. Unit one? I, 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 I look either, I'm happy to go either. I think both are an excellent This night. is how
0: I imagined it, but I was okay with doing it yeah, the other way around. No no, I'm good with that. Okay, great. Uh, so join
1: us if you will. On, well, the live show is January the 13th, Sunday, Sunday. January the 13th. Trades Hall in Melbourne, and we'll be joined by the Bazira Project's Lee Zachariah, mm-hmm. uh, by Neerad Haycock from Triple R, and designer of the original Cybermen, Alexandra Tynan, Geraldine Quinn, as our musical guest. Yes. If you
0: can't join us for that,
1: it will be a
0: podcast. Yeah, which will be released on the 23rd of January. And that, that's, look, you know, and there's, I freely admit, John, that when I had this idea, I had. I had the gimmicky part of the idea first. <laughs> and then I went, actually, it's, a, it's an excuse to do something more interesting. Um, so the podcast will come out, the main episodes will all come out on the 23rd of each, each month. month. Yep. Yeah.
1: I'm slightly nervous that our 11 shows have currently got to, I think we said, is it 15 we're up to so far for our 11
0: shows? Yeah. Well, it depends which ones you count. <laughs> it's, starting, it's turning into the doctor, isn't it? This is, oh, I had, so, so I brought up Geraldine Quinn before because I had an argument with her today. She doesn't count Paul McGann. I saw that on Twitter. She doesn't like Paul McGahn. Right. I love
1: Paul McGahn. I, I like Paul McGahn from the audios, but I would have left him out except that he'd showed up in that picture in... in no, I wouldn't leave in him that, that In that one no, by he's Paul official. Penel. Yeah, he's well, he's official now he, to me because well, he, he showed a, up in a...
0: He was official when they started. Yeah, but when so they was they Richard e. Grant. He was official No, no, he was official period. from... Yeah, but they never overwrote Paul McGann. Right. They overwrote Richard E. Grant. Oh, good Lord, people. It's 12 months of this. It's yeah. going to be <laughs> to be. A no, long. we won't... There'll be no fansplaining in the live show. No, I, have I told you this term before? So no. mansplaining yeah. is a is a feminist term which I love. So it's when it's when men talk down to women because they think they can't understand what it is that they're talking about. Um, or they or they tell you how to do something right because they feel that they know better than you. Obviously, you're just a poor woman, you don't okay. know. And I, I have decided that there is such a thing in nerd circles which is called fansplaining, which is exactly the same except and it often is men talking to women, but it might be anybody talking yeah. to anyone, where someone who thinks they are a better fan than you corrects you and tells you where you're wrong, oh. uninvitedly, <laughs> usually. So we're we going to avoid that. There'll be no fans planning. We're not going to correct issues of continuity.
1: My favorite one of that was during Outland. There was a joke in episode one yeah. in which I got the phrase Minbari Federation wrong, and yeah. I said Minbari Empire, and yeah. we got a genuinely angry tweet.
0: <laughs> uh, look, I reckon they're more like an empire, because they're very thinly veiled, sort of Japanese well, don't kind of...
1: Well, t- don't, just yeah, don't, yeah, don't, start. Oh, uh, so speaking of Twitter, where do you find us? Where oh, are we? Well, we
0: do have a Twitter account, Splendid Chaps, and from there you can find John and me on Twitter if you want to talk to us independently. But don't do that, just talk about us on uh, Twitter. And we're on Facebook yes, Splendid Chaps. Splendid Chaps, also facebook.com slash Splendid Chaps, and we do have a website, splendidchaps.com. So basically, if you Google Splendid Chaps... We should come up fairly near the top. Yeah. And if you want to make a comment, and people already
1: have, incidentally, some interesting comments already on the Facebook page, which we can bring up for our first show. If you want to make a comment about the notion of authority and Doctor Who.
0: We'd um, love to hear what your favourite examples of either authority being kicked against by the Doctor, or
1: in him wielding his own authority. Or, yes, or just your opinion generally of him as an authority figure, or not. Mm. So Mm. feel free to drop us a line through those myriad ways, and we will incorporate that into the show.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we should wrap that up. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. We've got, to, we've got to talk about how we're going to wrap up each episode. Oh, yeah, so we, we need like a pithy sign-off. Well, see, I thought I thought that a great idea would be that at the end of each one, except for November for obvious reasons, uh, we would finish off with the last words of that Doctor. And then I realised that we, I don't know what William Hartnell's well, last also, words were. I'm sure we could look them up, they're probably a, not very a, good. As
1: a pithy final line, though, is it going to be hard to sign off with... Uh, uh, cheers, Sarah Jaden. Till next week. I mean, that's not kind of. Yeah. Going more, You're making me giddy. See you next month. That's, that's not kind yeah. of going to really. And work. I
0: really is don't it? want to. In episode ten, say I don't. I wanna don't want to go. go. No, yeah. would,
1: now, now, David, who is we should mention, David from Sample and Hold, who will be making a lot of the tech happen for us, um, is also an Uber nerd. You you actually know what Hartnell's final line? Oh. Well, I'm not
0: certain enough to actually. Say okay. That. What, what what was it then? What did you I, think I it think was? he was saying. Um, it's far from being all over. I know that was one of his... It's, it's far from being, being all over. over. And then there was something about his body wearing a bit thin. But, but that's that. earlier,
1: I think, that's the, the body wearing that's a bit quite thin. like
0: Yeah, because that's that's what Ben is, and Polly say. Because yeah. that's, that's the dialogue we all know, because that's the bit that survives, is when he actually regenerates. But the only dialogue over it is Ben and Polly talking but about But possibly
1: it. it's, it's far from being all over, which, you know... That's quite good, actually. It's not bad.
0: <laughs> we'll think about that. If okay. you've got an idea for a send-off, <laughs> for a catchphrase, sign-off. why not send it in? <laughs> Tweet us at Splendid chaps. Uh, Yeah, we're looking forward to having lots of great guests. (laughs) And I should say too, if you're not based in Melbourne, not all of our episodes are going to be recorded in Melbourne. We're going to try and travel around a little bit. Um, For example, our our March show will definitely be in Adelaide uh, at the Adelaide Fringe Festival. So hopefully, we'll see some of you there.
1: Yeah. So so join us for our January one slash Authority edition. And 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 until uh, then, it's far from being all over. over. Hello, listener. John again here. Look, I was editing the piece. I thought I should check. And, in fact, don't write in angry. Yes, we got William Hartnell's final lines of The Doctor wrong. The first Doctor's final, final lines on screen are, in fact, Ah, yes. Thank you. It's good. Keep warm. They really did make television differently back then, didn't they? And there we go. So on January 13th, if you're in Melbourne, join us at Trades Hall. If you're not in Melbourne on the 23rd, join us online. And until we next meet, thank you. It's good. Keep warm.